Radio. Hello everybody and welcome once again to our Sportsline programme for this week on 88.3 FM, 92.7 FM and online in association with their Credit Union. And in today's programme we have a look at the National Hurling League starting up, the Harty Cup final this weekend as well, Six Nations Rugby and also a few words on a great handball weekend recently for Clare. In today's programme, we'll be speaking to normal and usual hurling analyst Patsy Fahey on the National Hurling League, among other things, to, of course, uh, one of the Tulla Secondary School Management, Tomás Kelly, and also Michael Madden, who will preview the Six Nations Rugby Championship, which is starting this weekend also. And first on Sportsline today, we'd like to congratulate heartily Colin Crehan of Kilkishan Club on becoming the All-Ireland uh, Irish four-wall nationals champion his first major title, and he did that in style against his great friend and doubles partner, Scaros Diebert Nash, in a brilliant final. Fantastic for Clare Handball to have both players playing at this stage, and uh, a brilliant game it was. I, I've seen a little bit of it online as much as I could, and um, both uh, Colin and Diermud are the reigning Irish uh, double, senior doubles champion, champions, having won it in 2018 and 2019. So, great friends. No play so well, but Colin came out on top. In that final, Clare handball is really, really in a strong place with players like that uh, leading the way. So, again, well done to both players in getting to the final. And uh, as I said, a great story for Clare handball. And we hope to see lots more of them during the year again and a great season for handball in general. And now we're delighted to be joined on the line by uh, a very important member of Tulla Secondary School uh, Management for the Harty Cup final, the big, big game uh, later on uh, this weekend. That's Tomás Kelly. Tomás. Thanks a million for joining us. It's good to talk to you. No problem. No problem, Pat. Th- thanks very much for having me on. Great. Tomás, before we go any further, <clears throat> it must be absolutely magic being in Tulla School uh, these days. Uh, it, is, it is, Pat. It is, Pat, to be honest. Um, I suppose it's built, it's built slowly and it's built gradually and it's built before Christmas and... Um, you know, it's just magic around the school these days. Um, we're... we're um, it's created a huge buzz amongst the whole school community, like from the, from the kids themselves to all the goodwill gestures, you know, from parents, from the local clubs, from local businesses, from the teaching staff, from school board of management, the school management itself. It's just, uh, it's great times. It's great times. And um, we're really enjoying it and we're really excited about the weekend. And you're right to enjoy it. And I suppose if you're maybe in a place like Flannan's or St. Kieran's or... Uh, how many Middleton CBS or Templemore or these places with a history? Uh, you're kind of tra- talking about keeping up the tradition of the school, and it's so so important that you know people want to continue that. But in Tulla, it's a first, an absolute first for for the school and for the surrounding clubs that supply you your players. So I suppose you know for you lads, you're, you're making history. Even though I know you won't want to look at that for the moment, it's another game. But you know it's a major major new breakthrough. Yeah, it is. It is, and look, it's our time, um, and we would have great respect for you know for the for the for the so-called bigger schools, the blue bloods, uh, those um, the teams you mentioned, like some teams that we 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 would have beaten. So um, we're just so excited to be in this position. I suppose we, we never thought that this would be possible. Our our sole aim at the start of the year was to um, was to simply go out and win a game at the Hearty Cup, something we have never done in the in the history of of the school. Yeah. Um, we're we're delighted to be back up playing Hearty Cup. We we went back up in t- in 2019, and um, 
we reached the quarter final despite not winning a game. Um, and then we lost the year. We lost the year, um, which is very hard on the lads that were in Leavenstone last year. They lost the year, obviously, through COVID last year. So, no, we are delighted and um, we're just so excited and thrilled. But we know, I suppose, that that comes with an asterisk that, um, <clears throat> you know, we're all sports people and we're all, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. We have nothing won, so... Um, it would be great to it would be great to crown it all off with, with the first ever Hearty Cup title on Saturday. Absolutely. Now, um, even though as you say it's, it's so exciting and unexpected, having said that, this team didn't fall out of the clouds. Uh, you know, uh, six or seven or eight weeks ago, or five or six months ago, even since first year, you know, talking to Terence there previously. Um, you know, there were some signs that uh, there was a rather special, you know, this is a fairly special bunch and that, you know, even through second and third year as well, there were some signs that there was something about this squad, wasn't there? Yeah, definitely, definitely, passion. I suppose one game that kind of sticks out in my memory anyway um, was it, we played St. Flannan's in an under-15 um, clear final. In, I remember it was a really, it was a scorching scorch hot, hot day in Gortine and, you know, to be able to beat them, um, they were they were they were very strong a very strong Flannins team after extra time, um, you know it really showed us that we had something special with these lads, and I suppose even going back two years ago when we we played Flannins in in the quarterfinal in the park, you know you're you're still talking about six or seven of that team were still only in transition year, so I suppose we were hoping against hope this year that. Covid wasn't going to come in our way again. Um, it would have been a terrible blow to have lost the Hearty Cup again for for the second year in a row. So we're just delighted that the, that the competition took off in November, and despite a couple of scares, I suppose, um, has ran successfully. So yeah, we're just delighted that we've been able to make some hay with the, with with this talented yeah. group of lads that we have. Now this year's campaign, Thomas. You know, obviously people are kind of aware now of your run fairly well, and. I suppose one of the one of the um, credentials the team has is in a tight finish, maybe being a point or two down. There's no panic, and there seems to be a sense of sticking with what they know how to do best until they get that final winning score. The belief is there. You know that's something that you can't buy. Where do you think? How did you how did you get that into the team? Uh, it's 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 um. I suppose it's a priceless quality. It's a priceless quality, and it's something that the lads have it in innately themselves. Um, I suppose, must you know, to say that there be no panic. Sometimes there <laughs> there can be a little bit of panic on the sidelines. I mean, you know, like take take the the Coleman's game in, in November. Like you know, we essentially had to draw the game. We had to draw level the game with the last puck of the of the game. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a great sign of young lads. It's a great sign of of the of the characteristics of of resilience and and grit and and you know when everything is thrown in their faces, they, they they just refuse. I suppose a lot of the bigger boys are just they probably expect us to go away. Um, and these these lads, um, you know, they're credit their school, their families, their communities that they just refuse to buckle and they refuse to go away. So yeah. Um, obviously, we're going to need to show all those characteristics again on Saturday. Absolutely, I mean it's a massive challenge. We, we, we can talk about Arts Gallery really shortly, but you know when you're on the sideline with Tulla and mid the matches are on, and you know you're 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 twenty yards away maybe from the fellas in charge of the 
uh, as you said, you mentioned the word blue bloods, and I think it's a good phrase to use for some of those schools with brilliant traditions. You know, there's no sense of inferiority there, or, it seems to me, and there's no sense of uh, lack of belief. So, you know, you're now creating your own history, regardless of what happens in the final. You're now creating a history for your school that players in the future even will say, we're at home in this company, we have nothing to fear. And I mean... Obviously, this weekend's match is the biggest thing, but that's also very important for, for you know, for going on, going onwards. You know, it is. It is like we 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 fought hard, I suppose, to create a culture of hurling, a culture, a culture of hurling in the school. And I suppose it 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 hasn't, as you said, fallen out of the sky two years ago. This is this is, I suppose, the culmination of a lot of years' work and. I suppose the, the 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 thing for us going forward is is, and the challenge for us is can we remain competitive in the Hearty Cup, and that's what we'll be looking to do in in the years to come. And you know, it's great for the younger boys um, looking up to these characters or these guys in leaving certain future at the minute, and that they can see that it is possible for them to achieve and 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 to 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 compete and succeed at the highest level and. It just gives everyone a boost. Absolutely. Now, just to get to the nitty-gritties of preparation, say, over the last few months, what's a, a typical week's training regime in terms of the amount of time spent at it, um, the timing of it in the daytime or the afternoon or whatever, where you do it, and what kind of sessions? You know, what has been prepared for, for those mighty big games that happened in the last, what, couple of months, uh, bigger, biggest games in the history of the school? What's the training regime like? How do you plan it? And what, just the nitty-gritty of the day-to-day training, a little bit. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's it's nothing out of the ordinary, really, Pat. It's um, it's a kind of a tried and t- trusted formula the last couple of weeks. But I suppose since since the first of January, really, we we train every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, normally, we have the use of of, of Tulla GA, GA Club. Um, and with the floodlights, we're very lucky. We're extremely lucky that we can use that facility. And, t- and Tulla GA yeah. Club has been so good to us. Um, we have our own school field, which is a, a fantastic uh, boost for us. Uh, obviously, we moved into a brand new facility five years ago, and I mean it's such a it's such a luxury from where we came from across Se- the road. Second to none, yeah. And train, and and, and training in, in in the likes of Can- the Cannons Field across the road to, to mm. be able to walk out um, at five to four when the bell goes and just walk out into into such a fantastic field, which is so suitable for hurling even in the winter. You know, you, you wouldn't even know, you wouldn't even know that the, that the conditions were so bad. I mean, it's just, it's such a fantastic field and, and, and we're so delighted. So preparations are, are, are pretty much Tuesday, Thursday. Um, the last couple of weekends now, we've trained on a Sunday morning in our own school field and we've had the use of that and, and, and we're delighted with that. So... Um, obviously, the, the the week leading up to a game, we, we would taper down our preparations in accordance in accordance to the game coming up. So yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah we 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 tried I suppose this week not to do anything out of the ordinary or do anything different. So um, the simpler the better, really for us. And it, it looks like, looks like also you know there is I know I'm talking to you now and directly, but I mean there is a great you know depth of experience and know how in yourself and Terence and Aidan. I mean. You know, for those three of you to come together at this time, I know you might be, I'm not sure how long Aidan is in school, but um, for you to be there together at this time, and I think your S&C man, uh, I, I, is, it, is it Moriarty? Am I right or wrong there? 
Yeah. 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 You know, to have you all there at the same time as this good squad, as a new school building, which is probably very proud in, a, a, an excellent pitch, it's kind of all falling together. Um, the three of you, I suppose, are directly involved with, with, with the preparation of the team. And, um, you know, you have, that, you have a fair amount of experience and know-how. And, you know, that's brought a lot to the table as well. Yeah, I, I suppose myself and Terence are, are, are there a while and um, we've tried to keep the thing going for, I suppose, as long as we can. But to be honest, like, you know, as well as Terence's experience and, you know, <coughs> his work rate and his determination and his drive, and you can see that with, the, with what he's achieved with Whitegate. Um, Indeed. You know, to have the, to have the infusion of, of, I suppose, younger blood, especially with Aiden, his inter-county experience, he's coming from a high-performance environment. I mean, that's been invaluable. And, you know, as well as that, we, we have a we have a, a lot of younger teachers, um, the likes of Darren McMahon from Kilmaley, uh, Kevin Hanrahan from Lissy Casey, um, Padre Kelly from St. Breckens, who have been, you know, it, it, if we didn't have these guys helping with the first-year teams and the under-15 teams, um, you know, it wouldn't be sustainable. So, while the three of us may be involved with the Harty team, uh, it's the infusion of 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 uh, of, of of young teachers and uh, and young blood uh, beneath that, which is really keeping the thing afloat. Yeah, and fair play for crediting those lads as well. You know, it's very important that you do, and 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 and, and it's 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 true exactly what you say that you have this. You know, I suppose the three of you alone couldn't do the whole lot, but look at you, the lads in charge of, of this final now. Hartscoll Reach, um, I suppose, have become, if you <laughs> to use the phrase again, blue bloods. I don't know, have the six or seven hearties in the last 12 or 13 years, exactly what it is. I haven't the figures exactly, but it's, it's in that region. Um, serious challenge. Have a few clear lads with them as well, as usual. Um, so you're probably going in as underdogs, but I presume that's not phasing in one bit. Yeah, well, I suppose it's not new for us every single game. We, we know that every game we, we go out in, in the Hearty Cup, we're going to be underdogs. So it doesn't, it doesn't really phase us. Um, like having said that, we we we're, we know that the challenge that's that's in front of us. We have seen, you know, Arsenal reach. They've they've five Hearty Cups won in the last fifteen years. I mean, they're probably symbolic of of what's going on in Limerick Hurling and and the rising tide of Limerick Hurling. And yeah. they're probably the base. Like if you look at any of the Limerick teams, like I suppose 80 percent of those guys would all have passed through Arsenal reach at some stage. Yeah. Um, and even looking at their semi-final performance against Thurlis CBS, a very highly related Thurlis CBS team. I mean, four eighty to do, know, to one twelve doesn't lie. You know, the 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 scoreline is the scoreline is awesome. The scoreline is awesome, and the game was the game was literally over um, after the first quarter. So I mean, that, that first quarter performance, they'll probably be looking. They'll probably be looking to bury us early. Um, in the, the next day as well. So it's 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 up to us to be able to stand up to that. Absolutely. It was noticeable in Mello against uh, De La Salle that uh, the players seemed to feed off the crowd and the crowd felt fed off the, the players' performances, especially in that second half and, and especially towards the end of the game. And, uh, you know, it's great for the younger lads, inexperienced guys, to be now dealing with big crowds, well able to deal with it, and as it makes the most of their support. And, you know, um, so the size of this occasion, uh, you know, they'll be well able to handle that. And, you know, the bigger the crowd, I'm sure the more your lads will lift their game, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every game we've played in, Pat, we've had great support. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. You know, if, if, you know thinking about the, the game in November against St. Coleman's for my, we were, I mean, having to go down to for my to play them in their, and they were the favourites for the Hearty Cup at that stage, 
to to, play, to have to play them in in a, in a, in a winner takes all competition. And the support we got that day, like you know, for for my is a fair spin down, and we we got an unbelievable support that day. And it makes a huge difference, and it can be the 16th man. And I I I I think that the crowd the crowd an awful lot of times they 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 feed on the spirit and the resilience of our lads and. You know, it, it it reciprocates. It reciprocates then um, back to our lads. So yeah, just uh, we'd be appealing. We'd be appealing for the whole of East Clare and the whole of Clare to come out on Saturday. And all of that support, it it makes a massive difference. We often say to them, you know, if you win the crowd, lads, you'll be there thereabouts near the end. I think you will have that. Of course, you know, I suppose your your feeder clubs are steeped in hurling tradition, mainly East Clare, I suppose Clooney Quinn mightn't be seen as East Clare as such, but, you know, you have your Fecal and Tulla, brought for the Mills, uh, I think Crusheen may be represented, um, and Clooney, I think, Quinn, but, you know, all steeped in hurling tradition, and, and it's the natural school for those lads to go to, whereas maybe Art School Richard drawing lads in from, from different parts that wouldn't have the same club spirit in terms of, you know, this is the, this is the, the school that's... that's the heart of that East Clare area, so you will have massive support from all those clubs and indeed other clubs as well. I'm sure. Yeah, and it's it's it is a massive advantage to us that we are drawn off a small pool of clubs. Um, but uh, you know, you're, you're talking about you're talking about the heartland of Harlan and Clare. I think I left out Tullas Tulla Club itself, who are very yeah, well represented. Yeah. Yeah, very well represented. I mean, you're talking about the heartland of of Harlan and Clare, I suppose traditionally, um, and like. We may only be pulling off four or five clubs, but these guys have been together since first year. I mean, it it may not like be it, you know our 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 school admissions policy, you know, is not tapered towards, you know, um, a big catchment area. Yeah. So we have what we have. We're very lucky with with what the clubs are supplying, have been supplying us. So, um, I I think that I think that actually can be a benefit to us going forward. Absolutely, and, and going forward is right. Now, a, a short question for you. How do you get these youngish enough lads to be able to concentrate on playing the match rather than the occasion? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. Um, and I suppose it's 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 something that we're going to have to figure out pretty much before Saturday. Um, I suppose you, you just have to look at it as just another game. Um, it's 15 against 15. There'll be a referee. There'll be a ball. There'll be a crowd. Mm-hmm. The field will be lined. It'll be no. It'll be no different to any other occasion. And in fairness to the lads, you know, even the last day now, um, they weren't phased. It was a huge occasion in Mallow. Absolutely. They, they weren't. They weren't phased by the occasion. You know, they're fairly level-headed. They're fairly cool. They're fairly grounded. Um, and they love their hurling. So, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And the, likewise, uh, the TUS Gaelic rounds, uh, the toss. The, you know, the end that that was that's for to, to be played, and I'm sure that hasn't cost you a thought. It's a green field with lines around it, the same as everywhere else, and I'm sure uh, you're just as happy there as anywhere else. No, no, uh, the, the 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 venue will have no bearing on on the result. I mean, we've had to go to we've had to go to Fermoy, we've had to go to Kilmallock, we've had to go to Banchet to play Delisal. So. Yeah. We're 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 well used to being tra- to we're we're well used to being on the road, and this is the shortest journey we've had to make make so year make all year. So, Still it's, home uh, it's it's great. It's yeah. great. Now, obviously, to have this success, 
as you have, Tomas, you are obviously getting fantastic cooperation with the teaching staff, the principal and the school board of management, etc., plus the clubs. And if you'd like just to mention anything about that before the final, uh, you know, feel free. But, you know, it doesn't happen without support of the whole school community. No, it, it, it certainly doesn't. I mean, from from our, our principal, Julia Coleman, down uh, from the board of management, all like the teaching staff, they've rode in behind us unbelievably well. Um, we get fantastic support. Um, talking about local businesses, um, local clubs. I mean, I'm not going. To, I, I'd be here all all night, Pat, yeah. if, I, if I had to list people. But yeah. I, I just like it. I just like to make it known how grateful and and how grateful we are. Myself, myself, Terence and Aidan of all the support we've 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 received and the goodwill and the good messages and, you know, we, you know. We 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 received tremendous support from within our own school as well as you said from from the school management, the board of management, and 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 the teaching staff have been have been superb. Absolutely. Look, at, I know you won't want to mention individual players probably uh, at this t- t- you know the sensitive time before a big game and indeed you know the whole the whole squad is so important. But um, you know looking on as 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 observers and supporters indeed from other East Clare clubs like like we are, um, you know some of your individuals. Uh, have been outstanding and you know to have a, f- a free taker of the quality you have and a leader there is one thing I think a solid goal a good sound solid goalkeeper is also vital uh, the work rate of the whole team I think the the attitude of your full back line the way you attack the ball etc you know all of those things and a few spectacular scorers as well so there's a great combination of dice but it's, it's individuals which make up a team and you have some wonderful individuals yeah, we we certainly do, and we're very lucky. Um, but I suppose you know we're the sum of our parts as well as that. Uh, we're the sum of all those things you just mentioned. Um, more, more than anything, we're a team, and we're a collective. And if if we, if if we can marry all those components and all those individuals that you're alluding to, we'll be very hard to beat. But as I said, as as, as I just said there. We're, uh, we're, we're a collective sum of our parts, Pat. Absolutely. Well, Tomás, look, um, what we've seen of you so far, you know, you've brought tremendous credit to your school, obviously, those lads have and, and management, uh, to East Clare and to the clubs in East Clare and to Clare Holding in general because Clare Holding needed a bit of a boost at underage. You know, last year's minor team, for instance, getting hammered by so, so many points. So something like this is really, really positive. Do you have any sense yourself, before I finish the interview, that what you're doing is also important for the county. I know you can't be thinking of, of those broad things going into the final, but as a general thought, it's very important for Clare to be showing those young players capable of taking on the best in Munster. Yeah, it's it's it, it certainly is, and it's not just it's not just in our own school, but there's numerous other schools around the county that are capable of of competing of competing at such a high level. I mean, I think last year, Cork, I think. Look, it was an anomaly. It was a disappointment. You know, I think I think we all have a responsibility to Correct. to drag. I suppose to 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 help to help these young lads to, to recover from such a to to, to to recover from such a defeat. And we're Indeed, all proud yeah. Clare people, and you know, I think I think we all have the we all have the good of Clare Hurling at heart. And I think you know, always being in the final, if it can help in any way towards the progression of Clare Hurling and bringing back bringing Clare Hurling back to where it should be. I think that's great. Well, I mean, as the clubs we mentioned, you have two or three or four or five players from each club. When they when they go back, as, as even as Hearty Cup finalists to their club and the other young lads of their own age, 
playing with them and training with them, it'll make them ten, feel 10 feet tall as well that they're involved. And that's, that's what it's all about, growing confidence and, and, and growing, you know, growing uh, hope in Clare Hurling. Listen to Moss. You're very, very busy this week. I know we really appreciate you joining Sportsline here on Scarfway Community Radio. And all that remains is for me and all here in the radio station to wish you the very, very best of luck, your team and your management and the school in general, in bringing this historic uh, moment to fruition. And we sincerely hope that you'll have your hands on that heart, that famous trophy, the most famous trophy, one of the most famous trophies in school sport in Ireland, coming home on Saturday around half past three. But even if it's not, you've done us proud, so proud already to make history. So, Tomas, the very, very best of luck, and thank you for joining us. And thank you, Pat. Thank you. And now we're delighted to be joined online by a very old friend here of Sportsline at Talk Hurling, Hurling, Hurling all the way. And that's Patsy Fahey from Dora Bearfield. Patsy, you're very welcome once again. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. Thank you. Haven't spoken for a while, of course, winter there came in, but uh, great to have you back and great to be talking about county hurling again. Um, and the National Hurling League uh, is starting off this weekend, Patsy, with an away game uh, for Clare to Cork. But uh, before we talk about that individually, Look, it's fantastic to be talking about games again and that COVID thing is kind of less of an issue nowadays, we hope, and just, and just wasting away. So um, it's something to look forward to, real competitive games again. Absolutely, Pat. I mean, you know, even looking at the, the club games recently would, 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 would whet the appetite there in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, regardless of it's football or hurling, we don't mind once, once there's a bit of GA on and fairness, um, you know, we're able to watch that. And you know, nice to see the, the crowds coming back again, and nice to hear that the, the, the tickets are, are are selling fast for a lot of games this weekend coming up as well. So you know, the appetite is there for the public to to to, to go out and watch again, which is which is very important, very important for the players as well. Must must have been very hard over the over, over the last uh, year or so to be playing kind of in half empty stadiums and 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 maybe with nobody in, in there as well. And, you yeah. know, for management as well, Pat, like worried about restrictions and worried about who's getting into the games. I know myself from, from the first year being involved with club, you could only let in forty and stuff like that. Like and try to pick out your pick out the people yeah. who who are coming in and who are not coming in. It's all just difficult, Pat, and, and sure. we're glad to see the back of that. Absolutely. And as a well known mentor, Patsy, I'm sure I, I I don't want to you know prejudge it now, but glad or happy about the water wreck being gone. Yeah, I mean... Or glad or sad, I, I, I should I, say. Glad or happy, glad or, glad or I, sad. I, I, I would be as well, Pat. I mean, look at it. At the end of the day, I, I've been involved in, in, in the last couple of years with the water breaks. And mm. It's it's something that, you know, okay, it's great if you're, going, if, if, if you're not going as well. You know, it's like calling a timeout, obviously, in, in the old basketball or American football terms. You know, you get to regroup again. But, you know, if you are moving well, and that's what the ultimate is. I mean, everyone, everyone speaks on the positive when you're, when you're, when you're involved in, in, in teams. You, you want to hit the ground running and you want to get that, um, you know, that 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 that, that G up before before the you know the, the the fifteen minutes, and you hope to be going well. And when it stopped like that, past whatever about the team, but individually can can go against you as well because uh, the management you see Limerick and and the, and the chalkboard out and all that kind of stuff, they they can adjust very very quickly and uh, on the sideline for that five minutes or mm-hmm. it shouldn't be five, but they had they had the extra bit of time, and all of a sudden individuals who are playing well can can actually can go can can you know can fade out of the game very quickly. And a team can fade out of it very quickly as well until you get to halftime. So I'm glad it's it's it, it's all in now for for for, for the 35 minutes or whatever whatever we have this year. And uh, you know, fitness thing. You know, 
especially from, from, from the inter-county shouldn't be an issue but you know even when you go to the club side later on the year Pat it, it, it's going to be more, more of an important issue now as well you know Absolutely and you're right I mean the water breaks I think there was very few of the water breaks at any level where the team that was struggling didn't do a little bit better after it because they had a chance to wreck a few, right, few things so maybe it's just look at look at it. if it's for you it's great if it's against you it's not so good but it's gone anyway now um, and I hope it's a sign the COVID has gone as well so you saw Clare uh, a couple of times there in, in the competitive that Munster Cup um, the final the Limerick game was I suppose a bit of a you know a bit of a downer a bit of a lesson but you know we know what Brian Lohan and his team are trying to do and um, you know restricted with numbers and with top players missing but uh, what have you made of it so far before we move on to the future Patsy? Yeah, well, what you'll see, Pat, uh, I, I think, you know, with a few injuries still hovering around, and this league is going to be very tricky, uh, Pat, we'll get to the rest of the teams in yeah. a while, but, like, it's a very tricky league in the sense of, a few years ago, Pat, like, we didn't have to worry about, you know, you get to league final, you'd have maybe a six or seven week uh, break until until championship starts. That's no problem for any team getting to a final. But what you have now, Pat, is uh, a league final probably in the first week of April, and championship kick, kicking off in two weeks' time. You know, so pe- pe- people be very mindful of that as well. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and Clare, Clare especially with the, with the amount of injuries to key players knocking around and maybe people aren't up to full speed and up to full fitness yet. You know, Clare have to be mindful of the fact of that as well. I think you'll see Clare probably playing um, a few fringe players in, the, in this league a little bit more than what we, what, what we expect, uh, Pat. And, you know, the results, you know, they mightn't be, um, you know, as, as we want in Clare, but it's very important to see other players as well, Pat. Who knows are they up to scratch or not until until you see him. Like some great games like Clare have, like, you know, especially when for the Clare public to go uh, for the home venue, like, you know, you have Wexford at home and you have Limerick at home, Pat, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Short trip up the road to Galway I think as Short well. Galway, you know, and a lot of people obviously a lot of people obviously going down to see Cork and Pocky Queen fine stadium like that and, and maybe get getting in getting in a weekend of, of Holland and football. So it's an opportunity for Clare the Clare public to see to see a few players. I'd like to see a few new players, obviously. I know the the, 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 the Munster League, you had a lot of the uh, you know, the players from last year as well, you know, and uh, we always like to see a few newcomers, like the Limerick always sprinkling a few newcomers there, and I think, you know, the likes of Limerick, you know, are not worried about uh, the more seasoned players at the moment, we can understand that, they're all Ireland champions, they have the luxury of that, mm-hmm. but the likes of Clare, you know, they probably, are they going for the league heavy, Pat, as, as we get to other teams, is any team going for the league heavy? Maybe the likes of Cork could be going for it because they haven't won a league in a while and they, had, they need to show their public after the trouncing the All-Ireland last year. You know, so some teams could go for heavier than others, Pat. A lot of teams could be going a heavy week's training Tuesday, Thursday, maybe even a Friday or Saturday, and all of a sudden play a league match on Sunday, and then just worry about the, the result after that. You know, that, that's the way I see yeah. this league actually panning out, Pat. To be honest, yeah. and that could lead to surprising results in this league too, Patsy, because you know someone that does the heavy training that week might be heavy legged on the Sunday, and the, the lesser team might just you know build up for it properly. So you're not getting a true picture, and that sadly enough, it's a pity in a way because it's a true league way brilliant. If there was another week or two from the league final on or the semi finals on where people had a bit of time to think about the championship and prepare quietly, you know, it's a pity to affect the league because there were some fantastic league matches there a few years ago when it was this hell for leather. Uh, and that's a shame in a sense, isn't it? You mightn't see a true form is what I'm saying. 
Absolutely, Pat. I mean, the league has devalued a small bit. I mean, I remember last year people worried about Limerick. They're losing a couple of games to Galway. John Kiley got a little bit upset after the match. He said <laughs> the, the, the rules change overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, then they lost the water down there, a bit of discipline problems. But I mean, no one was thinking about, uh, about them couple of defeats when they, when they trounced soccer in the Ireland final. So it, 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 there's an element of Limerick, like Limerick have had a couple of bad years in the league, but it doesn't really matter to them. Like, they're, 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 the few of the players that played in that Munster League would probably be lining out again, trying to make the, the panel spot, trying to make maybe a push for someone in the starting spot. You know, you can't see too many changes in that path. For the likes of Clare and Brian Lohan, I suppose this is really his first full year really uh, Pat you know what I mean the, yeah. the first year was obviously disrupted after a great league campaign you know um, he was un- unbeaten until until the COVID came in and then last year you know you know, very unlucky to, 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 to go down in a shootout to Cork you know so like he could have got started as well but I'm just saying as for a, a non-COVID year and stuff like that like this this looks like to be the year that Brian Nolan probably be judged on and he'd like to, he'd like to do well in it you know, so maybe Clare will go a little bit, a little bit heavier for the league. You know, but again, this Munster Championship is a minefield. You know yourself, and some very mm-hmm. tough, tough fixtures there. And starting against Tipperary, you know, speaking of Tipperary, like they're they're in a, a bit of transition under under Colin Bonner as well. You know, so again, Colin will will, will have a few newcomers out. But I mean, come Championship time, he'll probably have a bit more settled team. So this is why this league will be a little bit, a little bit kind of maybe skewed in the sense of. There'll be a lot of experimenting going on, maybe a bit of shadow boxing if teams are playing each other close enough to the end of the, of the league campaign. But, you know, we all know that with that, that went on all, over the years anyway, but this could be a little bit more prevalent as well. You know, the likes the likes of the teams, you know, that are going well at the moment. Limerick obviously have have won that Munster League, but they'll have they'll, they'll they won't have their full team out for, for, for not every game in their pack. They'll, they'll probably target one or two games that they'll they'll, they'll push out their full team. Dublin are going moving very well at the moment, putting up Absolutely. big scores. That be that could be a team that could push for a semi final or a final spot if they get out of that one B. Would you would you have Tipperary or experimental? The Cats will probably be it's a bit of experimental. Probably give the Belly Hale boys a few weeks of a break after their twelfth final, you know. And 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 Water obviously, you know. I don't think they'll be they'll, they'll be pushing too too much either. Um, again, you know, without the Belly Gunner boys for a couple of weeks, they could be a little bit weak as well. So Dublin have a great chance in that one B maybe to to stake a claim for maybe a top spot in a semi final spot. Looking at Clare's, Clare's the division, uh, obviously, Chef, uh, the King Henry up in Galway, you know, it's, 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 it's a thing that Galway could do well in the league, you know, and probably need to do well in the league. And Sheffield would build a bit of confidence in the squad if they had a good league campaign. So you could see Galway going heavy enough for that league. Cork, like I said, after a, a very poor All Ireland, no pre season hurling in the league for Cork. A few challenge rushes played, I hear, down there, right? But, I mean, they could be a team that, that, that could try to push on in the league as well. Awfully, obviously, I probably won the weaker, the week, the weaker side in it, uh, in that group along with, uh, you know, but uh, they have Wexford, obviously, and Clare, uh, obviously, and Offaly probably would be, would be a team that just trying to, you know, again, be competitive under, under Michael Finley after a great year last year. So, all in all, I mean, Clare with, the, with a couple of home games, Pat, you'd hope that, uh, they get a couple of results at home because they're always hard to beat in Fusey Park anyway, but, like Wexford under new manager again, you know, will yeah. be you know fired up maybe to do well as well, you know. But I mean, Limerick coming to town that should bring a big a, a, a big um, a big squad. Limerick could probably target that match for for a lot of their um, championship stars to come out again because no better environment to test them than than up in uh, in the Cauldron and Cusick Park. And in the league, Patsy, uh, Clare are without some iconic warriors from you know from recent years: Tony Kelly, John Conlon, Aidan McCarthy's out for a while. Peter Duggan obviously not back to near. Fitness. Shane O'Donnell another doubtful for a while in the league so without those really leading players and, and of course um, Colm Galvin having announced he's, he's moving out of the squad who are the players that you'll be looking to to take 
player to a high level in this league? Who are the leaders that are left? Before we talk about the young guys, who are the leaders now, do you think? Yeah, well, you know, you'd have to be looking in the back, so I suppose you'd have to look at Cleary in the full back line. Obviously, the leaders, like, he had a very good year last year, I must say, kind of Cleary, uh, in the full back line. You know, um, one of one battles there, he was, you know, he was in good, he was in good shape. I thought last year he had a very good year. Uh, obviously, Rory Hayes had a fantastic year last absolutely. year. So maybe looking at them kind of in the backs. But obviously, Dermot Ryan now as well would be would be absolutely huge for Clare to continue his great form uh, from last year as well. You know, Dermot is a is a, is, a, is a fine athlete and uh, he started off well this year as well. So they're the kind of three that you'll be looking at from 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 the, from the back from the back side of it. Up forwards, Pat, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I mean, Cahill Malone obviously probably tried around the half hour in the last couple of games, but you could see him revoked in midfield for his energy up and down the field, you know. Obviously, David Reedy, coming from a good club campaign, should see a lot of game time as well. You know, the inside line is a little bit tricky, Pat. I mean, you know, it's good to see like Shane Meehan and Robin Mounds, Ian others, but they'll probably get their time in the league, which is very good for, for them, very good for the player public to see. We hear Brian Nohan has, has um, you know, he's good time for these these young lads who are coming in who are making a bit of an impression on the field as well, you know. So they're, they're going to need a few a few of the veterans, as you said, uh, uh, Pat, to, to step up to the plate. You know, they're not they're not all in, they're not all available, obviously. Yeah. And that's why I say Claire will have a few, a, a few a few newcomers and a few new starting faces. Obviously, Mac Rogers has another year under his belt as well. You know, um, Cooney from, from the Mills, you know, you'd imagine that they'd, they'd step up another level as well, Pat. But it's going to be a big year for Clare uh, without without the talisman of Tony Kelly, and you know, and see who steps up to the plate. It's kind of a you know a mixed bag at the moment, Pat. We don't know who's going to step up to the plate. We probably didn't see it as much in the um, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the in the in the preseason uh, in league. So these league matches will will take on a, a very importance for a lot of individuals that are on Brian Lohan so to see who actually steps up to the plate who's going to hit the freeze and all that kind of stuff and who's going to be solid enough um, you know, to, to make big decisions on the field when you're missing the likes of John Conlins and the Tony Kennys like you, like you said Pat and, you know, so huge huge defeat Jason McCarthy obviously uh, you know, has to step up step up probably yeah. number six at the moment so you know there's a few there's a few issues that probably have to be from Brian but that's what the league is for you know the awfully cock Galway, Wexford, Limerick. There's no better games than that, uh, Pat, to, to 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 guide you into the championship uh, minefield of Munster. And as you I mentioned earlier on about about being hopefully hopefully following Clare, I mean, it's up to ball is no trip either for the away game with uh, Offaly. So I mean, the, 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 uh, all the games are pretty reachable uh, in terms of the squad, and we hope to get some good support because we need Clare, the public, I think, to get behind Brian Lowan and everything he's doing as well. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the young players there, and uh, you know. While the under twenty and the minor situation, particularly in recent years, has been very, very disappointing. Yet, in individual terms, we think there's a good bit of talent there. Uh, you mentioned Mounsey, uh, Patrick Crotty's another one, Mark Rogers, still a young fella, Shane Meehan. You think the the little uh, cameo he made there against Waterford that he he really has something. So, I suppose Brian Lohan, in a sense, might be he doesn't have too many decisions to make in terms of he doesn't have his leading lights. So he has no choice but to give those lads lots of game time. And in the long run, maybe, it could benefit Clare that they haven't got their best players available at the moment, some of them. No, I, I think I, I think that's, that's a valid point, uh, Pat. I, I, think, I think Brian and his, and his backroom team would, 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 would if, he, if they had their full strength, you know, like the John Conlon and the Tony Kelly, 
they'll probably be under pressure to play to play him a bit a bit more, you know, and or, or definitely give him game time. I mean, a fully fit Tony Kelly doesn't be sitting on the bench for Clare uh, at any given stage. Mm-hmm. So you know, so but 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 you know, when, when there's a vacancy like that, there you know, someone has to obviously fill up the breach, you know. So he he he'll have his he'll have, he'll, have, he'll be seeing it in training, you know. He'll see the guys moving well, and you know, we heard that you know that Shane he was moving well, and signs Dominic came on and it's Waterford he got a goal in three. You know, Rogers is, is has has taken a bit of form from the club championship last year. Where he, where he probably single-handedly kept Scarif uh, up, you yeah. know, uh, with a great display against Kakassi, you know. So, like, these are the guys that that, that, that want to put themselves on the big stage. You know, Shane Meehan probably injured last year, probably, you know, the unfortunate time of the year we didn't see we didn't see him. But, you know, we, we see him enough for one race to know that he has he, he's, he's great potential, great prospects, you know. So, dry side, you know, down in Torres, we have a couple of games in Torres now, obviously with the Tipperary game and, 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 and the Cork game moved to Torres as well. So, so there, there, there'll be plenty of opportunities and the league is probably a good team, good, you know, if they're out against Limerick inside the park in a couple in a couple of weeks' time, you know, and we're seeing them, like, that's going to be a serious test. That's an asset test. Like, Absolutely. For, for like, Clare should be up for that one. That should be a game that Clare should have to say, look, can we get one over in the All-Ireland Champions? We'll have a huge crowd in there. Limerick will bring a massive crowd. It'll be packed out. You know, so they're the kind of League, while, while I'm a little bit down on it because of the little shadow boxing, there is obviously going to be a couple of games that teams target Pat, and I'm hoping that the Clare and Limerick both of them target that one because it would be a shame if one didn't and one, and one did, you know. So, but I think Clare will always go hell for leather at home anyway. And you said about support last uh, Pat, Clare got got very very good support last year. Uh, by Law and got good support from from being deep, but in the terraces or being in the standard, should say, you know, mm-hmm. last year that Law had, uh, had had a great support, and I think the, the game against Wexford was supposed uh, to be to, to to beat our old manager Davy. You know, that was that was probably the day that you know that I could see that there was a great a great out, outswell of support for Brian Law and his team. And you know, Clare played very very well last year in a lot of games, and very lucky to you know to to go down in the in the last bucket of the game to cock it. It could have been a totally different season, but look, it, it, that's water under the bridge now. We were, we were not far away, but of course, it's all water under the bridge now. Pat Clare will have to just get up to that level again. The, the whole new championship now in Munster again, though, that with the play everybody, you know, it, it's 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 going to be very very difficult. We're going to have to be on our A game every time, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to to, you, to you, get the get the maximum points to move on and progress out of Munster. Absolutely. Now, um, a lot of the break two players you and I have been mentioning there, and others as well are nearly mostly forwards and I suppose it's a bit worrying that we're not hearing too many possible newish lads young not, not, not young but newer lads staking the place now Adam Fitz I thought was one of those guys now you see a lot of clear uh, club senior games and intermediate games Patsy because you go to so many of them was the Adam Fitz performance against Limerick an aberration is he capable of still you know having what it takes to be at least a, 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 you know a clear potential back if required Oh, he is. Oh, absolutely. No question about it, he is. Um, we've seen enough in our, if we're older last year yeah. as well. Uh, if Brian wanted to tweak it a small bit as well, just to, you know, if there was a, a, sweep, a sweep or a need, he doesn't do it that often. But Alan was able to, to read that game perfectly for Rogue. Look, games change. I mean, you could have you played against a wind or a gale or something like that, and you might have to do that. Yeah. Aaron would, would fit that bill for me. Uh, look, he got a couple of balls against Limerick out in the wing. Probably the goalkeeper put him in a tough spot at times. I thought and, the same, um, yeah. You know, it's it's just something that probably wasn't tweaked on. You know, I know they're probably still working on the fuck outs and we're still working on strategies and stuff like that. So, look, I think I think the, the board you use a bit of an aberration. I I I, I definitely think that, that that was just one of them days that they were just 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 had that physic physicality as well and were well up for it and. Everyone in that Limerick team are going, going for a panel, panel spot. 
You know, anytime they go out there, John Kiley is 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 looking, and one or two bad performances from 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 limit men in any in any given day that could knock you off the the, oh, the top twenty four. You know, so the, I I think that was just uh, one of them days that it just didn't work out for for, for Aaron. I think, but I think he'll have a big say in Clare this year. No so say all of us. What do you expect from Cork this weekend, Patsy? Um, it's hard to know, Pat, because we haven't seen anything of Cork. We haven't heard much about him. We, we, I heard they played, they've played a couple of challenge matches. Um, they've played Kerry, I think, and they've played Tipperary in challenge matches. I haven't heard how they went. Um, you know, but maybe walking away, I, I, I think there's a little bit of hurt down there after last year. Um, that that fountain in the island, that 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 would hurt them, and that hurt the Cork public, obviously. They'll, they'll be a little bit of fire and gust, but I assume Don Park agreed with him on, 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 on Saturday night. Uh, Clare will have to be ready for it. Uh, Clare and Cork notoriously in the league of geez, we've gone down there so many times now this stage watching league matches, yeah. and there have been some fantastic games on the lights down there, in fairness. Most of the last few years, probably on the party ring there before Parky Creek got up. So, uh, fantastic games. Always tight, always close. Um, you know, so I'd expect more of the same, Pat. It's hard to know w- w- where it's going to go. Uh, we haven't seen the, the team news, uh, obviously, at Cork and stuff like that. So, there's a little bit of, of uncertainty in that. But, look, at it. There, there's in the puck of a ball between Clare and Cork. Maybe the home, the home field, just might swing it in Cox, Cox favour on, on, on Saturday night, Pat. But again, judging, we don't know what Clare is out, but it's always a tight game. But again, you're going to know a bit more about Cox. If they put in the flat performance, Cox against Clare, and Clare come on with, with a couple of points, you know, there's a little bit of extra pressure on Cox already. Whereas, whereas Clare, you know, it's kind of a game that can come down. Beautiful side, beautiful, beautiful pitch, uh, good crowd down there. You know, and you know, we we see how the young lads get on. I assume they'll they'll be a few out there on, on Saturday night. Like and we wish them every, all the best in the first competitive, really serious game of the year, Cork versus Clare, in Parky Cueve on Saturday evening. Uh, and thanks for your look at, at the league, Patsy. And we'll be talking to you no doubt many times again before the league is over and even pre championship as well. Another important game this weekend, Patsy, and I suppose it's a very positive thing for Clare hurling underage in general. And that is the fantastic performance of Tulla Secondary School in getting to the Harty Cup final. Very much unexpected. Flannan's, of course, the flag bearers for a long, long time in Clare. Um, other schools, Shannon schools, occasionally coming in there. But um, isn't it wonderful that they've made it and they've made it, you know, the hard way, Patsy? So great for Clare hurling underage and great for the school. Absolutely, yeah, Patsy. It's, it's uh, you know, probably no surprise to the management team that they, they, they've got there because I've heard, you know, that they've they've really spoken up the, of this team and this this group of players. Highly in the in in, in 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 this year, not only this year but last yeah. year as well. Um, so they they're not surprised. And you know when you're in the backroom team, like in Terence Fay, Tomas Kelly, Eden Hart, you're really experienced there, Pat, to 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 show the the, the pupils, the young lads, the horrors. Um, and what a great mix of horrors and Tola. Just looking at the team, you know, you can see a great mix between Tola, Steekill, the Mills, Bradford, Crosheen. Tony Quinn, you know, so there's, there's a nice mix there, and I'm sure the boys, you know, know in terms like, you know, with a great success last year at White Gate, and very lucky not to come out of a group. So Terence is a, is a shrewd man, you know. Tomas Kelly is nicking himself into a nice, a nice coaching role there. He, you know, been involved with Ainy Kilmore and been involved with a few teams, you know. So um, he he knows his stuff, and the addition of Aidan Hart, obviously coming from you know from 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 from, from the inter county scene in Galway, high, high performance um, experience there, yeah. You know, it's a, it, it, it's huge for the lads, like for for young lads to get that kind of experience, you know, and and obviously. 
they they have t- they have taken it on board, and you know they've they've really driven on this year. You know, with with some crucial wins. Like I mean, we we, we forget like whatever the semi final win, they had a brilliant brilliant quarter final win as well, Patrick. Like, you know, so uh, and this is all coming in the last fifteen minutes, Pat, which is a great sign of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're they're able to withstand a bit of pressure. They were able to withstand the, you know, maybe the bad patch which they probably ha- had in the, in the opening ten or ten minutes uh, in the semi final against Belasal, and you know, coolness and calmness to get back into the game. You know, and it's always a good sign in for the last fifteen minutes where the, where they seem to be pushing on, and when push comes to shove, then they're able to just get over the line. Okay, you have a different proposition now, and probably the hot favourites of the of the championship, uh, Skullreach. You know, with, with with a lot of titles won in the last few years. You know, uh, the four, if not five, won. You know, since 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 two thousand eleven. You know, so uh, huge huge favourites, I suppose, actually, Reach. But this won't bother Tulla. This won't bother the legs. You know, I think Pat. I suppose looking at it just from the outside, looking in, judging what our school Reach have done in, in the last game, they kind of blitzed. You know, the, the semi final in the last day, and they blitzed them early. So yeah. if Tulla are to, you know, maybe withstand the first fifteen minutes, Pat. You know, just 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 keep just keep keep it in touch. You know, maybe maybe keep out the green flag. You know, let him tip away their points and just see where they are after the first fifteen minutes. Pat, you know, Tulla could have a big say in this yet. I mean, this this ain't no foregone conclusion that Arsenal Rich are going to are going to waltz this. They had a tough game in the quarter final as well. They only beat Middleton one fourteen to twelve points. Pat, you know, so it's not the semi final was a little bit of a of yeah. a kind of a okay a hammer. It, it looked like oh these these are juggernauts. But all you got to do is go back to their quarter final where they, where they struggled enough to beat beat, beat Middleton one fourteen to twelve points. Tola had had have a serious serious games in the last, in 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 the, in the quarter final against the Christian Brothers of Cork and obviously the De La Salle and they've gotten over the line. Okay, there's a lot of pressure on on the on the Tola native there, uh, Sean Whittingham. You know, yeah, uh, very accurate, like scoring fifteen Brilliant. points in the semi final. Uh, in other 14 in the quarterfinal pass, you know, dead balls are crucial. We all know that. They'll always be their fair share of them, you know. So yeah, it's great that he's in form. He's, in, he probably, he's probably in, in, in absolute confidence as an all-time high. So if he can keep that scoreboard ticking over when, when they need it, other lads then can chip in, you know, uh, with, with, with with some scores. I mean, we know there's, there's no McMahon, there's no Sheen, there's no Sheen, Clown, Clown, Hickey. You know, yeah. there's, there's a few there that, that are able to, to do it. Uh, Adam Hogan um, seemingly was man knocking the last day. You know, again, you know, he might have to do the same again yeah. against uh, probably Art Scullerish is the danger man uh, Shane O'Brien. You know, so they have a lot of there's an interest, a few interesting matchups. I'm sure Terence Thomas and Aidan will, will, have, will have gone through. Um, you know, on the Gaelic grounds, won't mean, not mean it doesn't doesn't mean anything to go down there. It's it's it's, it's only over the road. There'll be a great clear support there watching it. Uh, probably probably take it in before they go down to Cork and stuff like that. So uh, it, it will be a great occasion, Pat. Pat and, and we just hope that Tulla, you know, our school reach are used to the big day, Pat. We yeah, just hope that true. Tulla Tulla can just get into get into the flow of the game. And I think if they do, Pat, we can see a very very close game. But if they do don't get into it easy. Um, you know, and our school reach kind of just get that on top in the first fifteen minutes. They could, they, you know, it could get a little bit tricky for Tulla to, yeah. to, to to pin him back. But it's just down. I think personally, if they can just keep into it in the first fifteen twenty minutes and get into half time, obviously in the game, Tulla have been a fantastic second half team this year, Pat. Well, we Patsy, we've been talking to both Terence Fahey and Tomas Kelly at recent times on Sportsline, and your analysis there almost echoes to a T what they have been saying about their team 
and how to approach the games and, and what needs to happen in the first 15 minutes. So you've got, you're spot on in, in what you've said there and, and thank you very much for that. And we wish Tully the absolute best of luck in this final and wish them to represent their school and Clare in the best possible way. They've already done us proud. One final thing, Patsy, before we let you go. Uh, an iconic player of the last fifth, maybe 15 years has lost his retirement there today uh, or during the week. Uh, Paddy Maher, a fellow we didn't always like him, but I'll tell you one thing. He was some operator and a fine, a really, a really brilliant defender for Tip. Yeah, uh, Pat, I, 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 I think he's he was kind of the, the man you'd love to hate when you were playing <laughs> against him. You know, he, he, he was a, an absolute dog. He was an absolute rock, and he kept Barry in so many games over the years on his own personally. You know that he, he was a man to lift him. You know, a couple of All Irelands. You know, against Kenny there. You know, he just thou shall not pass. And he was well able to, to come forward as well when he need be and put the ball over the bar as well. No, he, he was a fantastic player. There's no question about it. And we'll have rivalries with Tipperary and, and all that kind of stuff. But you have to you have to say it as it is. This man was one of the finest hurlers that uh, Tipperary have produced. Indeed. You know, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and Ireland and the GA world scene. You know, in all fairness, he, he, he was a fantastic talisman for Tipperary. And it's Tipperary, it's Tipperary a big loss for, for big Colin loss. Bonner and Tipperary. No, no question about it. And no question about it. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate with the, with the injury that came. But look, at, he, he, he's, he's taken time out. He's, he's made a decision, you know, and probably hoping, I'm not sure about the club side of it now, the club hurling. No, I, I don't, so don't think he can play. Okay, okay, Pat. I think he's yeah, given up completely I, I, as far as I know, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 I was going to say there might have been a few more um, medical um, kind of ways to... Yeah. to no, that might change, but that's what club. I heard anyway, yeah. yeah. And yeah. of course, well, for, for us who love watch... You know, I'm Paul McMahon, and he's yeah. and he's, and he's ambition, you'd never roll anything out, Pat, you know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, Absolutely, you wouldn't. It, it's a huge loss, and you would ask for the G to, 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 in, 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 in general, in, you know, the Munster campaign in general, absolutely. Because when you see the likes of Paul McMahon retired... And Brendan Maher as well, another icon. Uh, yeah, and, mm. and and Joe Kenning did, did you know oh, had yeah. started this year? He's obviously retired as well. You know, the there's a lot of great people and and talisman of their counties. You know, retired. I mean, TJ's probably given us probably last year as well. Pat Donkey Kenny. So you know, these are these are the kind of icons that the GA will will so will replace. Miss. Very hard to replace you know, those guys. And very hard to replace them, Pat. Yeah. The, the, these are iconic figures going up. It's like the Sean Eastman's and the Brian Lowen for us in the 90s. Indeed. Very hard to replace them. You know, did they replace them, you know, probably in the, in the, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s? You know, did, did they were getting on a small bit? We, we never managed to replace, you know, maybe the, the Brian Lowen's and the Shawnees that, you know, for the, for, the, for the time being. You know? Three and so six have been problem areas for a while now, yeah. To replace the, very hard to replace the Parik Nahar as well. And just like why Doral Canning, there'll be a big void in Galway this year with Without Joe's uh, Joe's scores and without his without his ability on the field, you know. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's a sad day, really. But look at it's a day that, that that he's made up his mind. And look at as I say, there's always another another man to take the number six or number three as as, as was in Tipperary. So look, we wish him the very best of luck in retirement. But and I, I believe I believe he, he's engaged to a, a very good Clare woman as well. If that, is that true? And someone said, was there a party yeah, for him there recently? It, around not too far from it shows it shows he's a bread in his head as well. <laughs> well, listen, thanks, Patsy. Right, we really wish Paddy Maher well and all the retired players, Joe Kenning, Brendan Maher. And indeed, hopefully, there's no of our own, uh, all of our own icons will be back this year, if not in the league, certainly in the championship. So we wish Claire the very, very best of luck in the first game against Cork and Tulla in the Hearty Cup final. Patsy, as always, your analysis is spot on. Really enjoyable to talk to you. And uh, thank you for joining us very much. I'm well, Pat, any time. Talk to you soon.
And now we turn our thoughts to Six Nations Rugby, which makes a welcome return to uh, our shores uh, this weekend coming. Always a great time. And we're joined by our regular rugby analyst, Mike Madden, Mike Muscariff. So, Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no bother. No bother. And, uh, Mike, uh, always an exciting time. A little bit like Christmas, I think, for us. The, the start of the, just before the start of the Six Nations, Six Nations, and I'm sure you're feeling that yourself. Oh, definitely. It's it's it's, it's maybe the best time of the year for anyone that's involved in rugby or as any I on the rugby ball. It's it's fantastic now, and this year hopefully we've a, we've a great chance, and hopefully it'll it'll all pan out. And I suppose very often the Six Nations uh, results or maybe topping tables or coming second or third can depend a bit on whether you're home or away, and uh, particularly in Ireland's point of view with with with. Uh, England and France. So this year, England and France are away. Do you think that's going to uh, in any, maybe affect our chances of maybe hitting the top a little bit, or are we strong? Yeah, no, we are very strong. Like we have a full 30 man, thirty-seven man fully fit squad. Unbelievable. Like, so. Very unbelievable. Very unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So like we have a great chance, but like there's no doubt. Like uh, probably France are our greatest competitor for this championship. But having said that, now if if we take our eye off the ball on Saturday. Like Wales seem to win the championship, just win the championship every two or three years. Like so, like it's it's a funny old championship. Like you could be setting yourself up for Ireland and France, and yet yeah. you come a, a wobbler on one of the weaker teams or perceived weaker teams. And we can talk in general about the other countries. But speaking of Wales, our first opponents on this Saturday, um, you'd be thinking that you know with their clubs going nowhere in general. Uh, and yet, as you say, they'll often come up and win a championship every, every few years. Uh, what's that down to tradition or just good individuals or good management at international level? Because, you know, the players don't seem to be doing a whole lot at club level. No, they don't do any. And, uh, the, the Wales system is completely set up for um, just the, the, the national team. Like, they have yeah. a fantastic uh, training facilities and everything is built towards the, the their main team. Like, like they have a good few players now playing all over the place. Like, uh, but having said that, now they have about five or six injuries coming into this match. So you'd imagine Ireland fully fit. Now we should, we should be taking these guys easily enough. You'd imagine, but you never know. You never know what Wales. Now looking at one of the papers last weekend, uh, they gave a look through all the Irish positions and the fifteen positions of the Irish squad, and they named uh, possible uh, players who could fill each jersey, and the list yeah. of. Of second and third choices, and even four choices, were fellas who have been doing very well uh, for the for the provinces. So you know we look to be very strong, and you're just wondering: is it too good to be true? You know, some of those players, no, little known, yeah, like, but still. I, look at I. I just hope that like the, like the Hume in Ulster and you know would get a run, and there's, there's a good few uh, you know around the place that you like we're so strong in different positions, but at the same time we we've, we've seen in World Cups like. It's no good to have two good guys. You nearly need three backups. Yeah. The more of a backup you have, because like uh, the World Cup is what we're aiming for. I think everyone knows the Six Nations is a great tournament and it's fantastic if we could win it. But everything is built around the World Cup now because we're 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 at that level where we have to compete. We have to get to a qualifier. We have to get to a semi final, or else I, I think it's a failure. So like with the with the way some of these players are playing at the moment. Like uh, the Linster, like alone, or like yeah. they, they'll probably have ten on the team. Like so, it's it's incredible. Like, and it's hard to argue with that given their their recent record. Um, if 
despite the numbers we say we have of, of quality players to fill gaps, I suppose if you were to name four or five lads that we really couldn't do without injury-wise, that would be a massive loss. Who do you think are the four or five we need all the time on that squad as leaders? Tyree Burns is, is, is central, like no, you know, yeah. absolutely, totally. He like if you were looking at Ireland and you were saying how can we beat them, the only weakness could be that the scrum, where they power into the scrum every scrum and tire him out and force him to go off early, and then you're looking at uh, Ting, uh, Bealham coming on for him, and Bealham isn't half the player of him, so. Like you're losing an awful lot, not alone around the pitch, but at scrum time. And that is the place that I'd say if Ireland going to come a cropper, it's at the scrum. They're going to that's where they'll they'll target the scrum, even just to tire them out. Because our front five are fantastic now. They're we're probably the best front row in the in the competition. But they, what comes on afterwards is either getting no get to an older stage or just isn't up to that same level. Like. So that's that's probably like it, we're probably the opposite of, uh, of uh, South, Af- South, uh, South South Africa. We don't have a bomb squad to come on afterwards. We only have our best are starting, and that's kind of what we have to work with. Not many countries do have a bomb squad to come on. In fairness, and looking towards the back row, then are there a couple of indispensables indip- there, or do you think there are five or six all equally capable of doing the same job? Well, no. I like I would imagine Tyburn nearly. For me, Tyburn has to start. Hundred percent. He's playing fantastic rugby. He's he's a phenomenal athlete. I he, know he's not a big second row. He probably will make second row like because, um, like Doris is nailed on to start at six. Definitely. And that's only because Jack Conan is the uh, Lions number eight. The surprise of the Lions, yeah. So like that'll be the two of them, and then Van der Fleer is in the form of his life. He's he's absolutely like a train at the moment. Like so, like I. And the rest are just, you know, there's, there, I don't see any monster. I see very few monster really other than that in in the pack, like, with that. Coombs, maybe, yeah. as an option at some stage? Well, yeah, like, you'd imagine they, they will try and get him a run out, like, because yeah. he's, he's, he's gotten man of the matches, he's done it, he's doing everything he can, like, to get on there. But, like, it just shows you the strength, like, and the depth that's there at the moment. He's the strongest like, area Doris, of the field, definitely. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Like, Doris, he should be eight, like, but it's only because Jack Owen is, you know, like, it's fantastic, the, the depth there. Like. And you imagine so, Doris at uh, eight, with the feet he has, would probably score tries and, and, and line break an awful lot, but as I suppose he has to do his job at double six with Conan going so well, as you say. Yeah, it's, it's an, like that back line, the. the those six, seven, eight kind of pick themselves, like so. Yeah. Like, and then you know, Sexton, like you'd hope that they might give um, Carter and, Con- and Connacht um, a run out, like in fairness, because I think he was badly treated since the World Cup, and he was overly blamed for some of their loss, yeah. losses over there. Like in fairness to him, like he's he plays behind a, a team that goes backwards more than goes forwards, and he's, he's a fantastic player. I think. Yeah, I'd love uh, to see him. Yeah. Uh, and like, it'd be great to see what he could do with actually a, a go forward ball the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Rather than, but like, like even the centres, like how would you pick the centres? Like five, five players to go into, you know, two positions. Like it's, it's incredible. Like, yeah, like yeah. absolutely. Right. And I mean, the, the good thing about the five players, the five possible centres who are just well up to the task is by the time the 
you know, the England game away comes, you know, with all the wars yeah. of attrition and injuries, you know, you'll probably need, all, uh, you'll have probably all, most of your five views by then. Yeah, almost, you, you just don't know. Like, don't you know. just don't know. Yeah. Like, either way, I think they have to get, they're going to have to change it up and give people a run out. Like, this is, like, if you look at the the World Cup cycle, say we won this championship the last, last time this came around in, with two years out. So, like, that either is no good for the World Cup. So, like, even winning it isn't, you know, building uh, a 20 or 25-man squad is probably, would be more beneficial to us than actually winning the whole tournament. Like, yeah. Because at least you'd know what you have. When the pressure comes on, I know this guy can do a job for me. I Like, that's, that's worth an awful lot. Like, yeah. I am definitely. And, and do you think Farrell is allowed to take that view of, of using the Six Nations, obviously as well as doing as well as possible, to, you know, get players on? Or do you think the IRFU, for financial reasons, will want him winning it uh, regardless? You know, would he have that freedom, do you think, to maybe put him more into building a squad? No, I would say he has to try and win it because financially, like, if you finish third or fourth, like, the difference is millions, like, so, like, the the IRFU are after going through a torrid time, like, with COVID, like, they had four professional teams uh, to pay for, you know, they had all their staff, everything, like, you know, uh, the, like, and in fairness to them, they are very good with money and very good at, at you know, at keeping everything. They kept the show on the road, but, like, they have to get money in. Like, you know, you just can't be, you know, we don't want to go down the road to Wales or Scotland. We we have the, you know, we have a prime, um, you know, their business is a, a, is a great example of how to run professional thing, but, like, at the same time, they have to get money in. So the higher up they can finish, that's what they'll be aiming for, definitely. So it's hopefully a combination of maybe trying to win, maybe winning the thing and also maybe unearthing three or four absolute outstanding players to strengthen the squad when the World Cup comes around. Um, OK, we've already mentioned that Wales, oh, was a risk they'll turn you over. But the second game away to France, now Ireland, when we beat New Zealand, we were all agog um, there in the autumn. But France came along yeah. then and did the same thing. I think personally our own performance was probably more impressive because France were getting t- or, uh, New Zealand were getting tired as the time went on and maybe less interested. But having said that, France are a serious squad with a couple of brilliant, a few brilliant players as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they'll have a lot of rubbish played as well now. That, uh, even at this stage, like so. By the time you know, I know they've an easy run out the first thing against Italy. But like we like we've nothing to fear going over there. We we're going over there. The, I said the, the camp in Portugal. I said was you know brilliant and you know like if they go off with a good win from Wales, they'll be full of being going over there. Like, but it's not an easy place to go. Like, and it'll be the first time that. Uh, Stadium has been full to capacity, like so. It, it it'll be high. It'll be very emotional day, and and like anything can happen. But like this is that, like that's the test. Like you know, that's where you find out what you have. Like you know, and hopefully they do give a few guys a run out that day and just see can they live with the pressure of of a you know a quarter final of a World Cup or you know that's kind of the you know that's the benchmark of. So, am I going to make it? Is is, is if I can play well in, in days like that? Like, yeah. Well, sure. With this current squad we have, I suppose, and with the World Cup is it next year? I mean, this has to be the one where we we progress. And if it's not, it's not likely to happen ever. Okay. We I suppose we can really say Italy are probably not going to raise their standards enough to, to cause too much trouble this year. I mean, they're not. You know, they're probably. <laughs> They'll be relegated regularly if there was relegation in those talks. There might be some time. But the England game, how do you see England 
this this current England squad, uh, what you know, can they bring to the table? Do you think? Well, you see, I, I, when I was reading there during the week now, Eddie Jones is under an awful lot of pressure. Like there's, there's some talk that they've already talked to other coaches about him coming in, uh, taking over, even at this late stage, to, uh, and only two, you know, two years out from a World Cup. Like they're that they're talking of, um, you know, somebody else come uh, like. So Eddie really needs a good a good championship, and he and the gas thing is he doesn't have Owen Farrell. Yeah, and Owen Farrell has nearly started every match for him that he was available for. So like, it's a it's a big change for Eddie. He he likes to have his set things. Like he was going to play Farrell at twelve. Now he he you know is he going to tr- trust um, young Marcus Smith like with the whole uh, playmaking? He's very young, like, and it's not usually Eddie's. Uh, or to, to trust the youth or to trust somebody who does things off the cuff, which um, Mark Smith does an awful lot. So, but they'll still be very powerful. Like they, they you know, there'll be no pushover. Like, and uh, they'll have a new captain, and um, and uh, like it's it's going to be different. Uh, but they're they're still, you know, they're good bit behind France. I would think. I think France are the favourite for it. Like. Yeah, and I think people. In general, and let's say the bookies would be saying the same thing. But, uh, you know, I suppose we have to keep in mind, as we said, look, we're going to be all thrilled if Ireland can finish top and win, win another either Grand Slam or at least win a championship. But I suppose we have to keep in mind that most Irish, even the Irish rugby public, the Dublin public, who get a bit excited and carried away at a win or two, yeah. will have to keep it calm this time and realise the big fish is, is not the Six Nations this year, even though it's a major stepping stone. Yeah. No. No. Look at it. It's. It's. We. We've done all this. The Six Nations before. Mm-hmm. Like we, what we want is the World Cup. We want to get. See how. You know, we want to get to. So whoever we're playing the quarter final, we want to be able to beat them. Like and we want to move on and we want to get to a semi final. And like if we can, but like we. We just have to build the depth. And you know we're all saying we have thirty seven players, but like we haven't thirty seven players that have played in a. Mm-hmm. A high, yeah, an international match where there's serious pressure on, like, and hopefully throughout this championship we'll get a chance to see some of these guys doing it, and it, and hopefully they'll be, they'll be able to live up to the, to you know what we hope they are like. Yeah, we'll just ask you two simple enough questions to finish up, Mike, uh, about the Six Nations. You might just name any Irish player you think will be a breakthrough player. You know, outside of the maybe the the strongest 15, 16, 17 we have, maybe that will make a breakthrough during the championship. A younger guy. And also, maybe of all the other teams in Europe, can you think of any other youngest player that you're really looking forward to seeing as well? Oh yeah, well the, the um, Ulster uh, scrum half. Um, I think if he gets into it, like I think Dior, Dior, uh he's from yeah, um, Diet right? is it? Yeah, Diet. Yeah, he is fantastic. Like he he's is like player, if yeah. he can get even a few, like he's going to go ahead of Great Casey and or some before the World Cup. He will be, he's going to be a serious player. He's a more rounded he game, is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, and he's quality, like, yeah. you, know, he, you know, he's kicking, he brings an awful lot to the thing, where, it, and it takes a lot of pressure off the, the different scrum halves and the everything, like, so, or the out half with his kicking and everything. So, like, he's definitely one to watch. Um, and I think, like, actually, rather than a player, I, I actually think um, Gottland are going to go very well in this championship. I, there's yeah. an awful lot of talk in Scotland. They've, you know, they've been doing their thing. Like, and Gregor Thompson is there a long time. And I think they, I think if they get a good, like, if they can beat England, which is a big ask, but I think they, 
they could go well in this championship. And there's a lot of talk about them. Uh, that so they're slowly building, and I think they're the team that could surprise a lot of teams. This they, they've often surprised us in the past. Yeah, a few times yeah, they caught yeah, us out no, there. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I think they could pull off two or three wins in this championship now, uh, easily enough. Like and be be in the talking them by by the last round of it, you wouldn't know where they'd be. So hopefully by the nineteenth of March, the final for, um, fixture Ireland against Scotland in 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 the Aviva wouldn't it be great if both of them were going for the championship and uh, uh, you know the atmosphere would be fantastic. All these kilted Scotsmen around the city to be a to be a bit of crack, wouldn't oh, it? Wouldn't it be fantastic, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah. Be brilliant. Before we leave it, Mike, a quick word on how things are going at Scarif RFC at the moment. Uh, we're going okay. Uh, the seniors are um, they're, 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 uh, they're in the bottom half of the J2 now, but uh, we're hopeful that they'll at least draw the relegation and they're, they're still above the relegation. So if they can stay in J2, it'll be a good building block for next year. Excellent. And uh, the girls, are actually, our ladies' teams are actually entering cup competitions, which are starting this, this actually this weekend. So that's our first time having ladies um, rugby team. So it's, uh, it's fantastic now that we can get them out. And we're actually joining with Kilrush for the, the under-16s and under-18s. So we're both in the cups for that. And uh, I suppose I should do a shout-out. Uh, Robin McKenna was on the uh, under-18s team in Killaloo that won the... That's right. Uh, the Munster League uh, last um, last weekend, and it's a fantastic achievement for her and her team. Absolutely, for Kilu Balanat, uh, it's the first time it's ever been won by up this side. So it's a it's a great achievement, and uh, look, it all goes well. Like oh, listen, the, the girls are really showing the way. Brilliant the, at the, the end. girls are showing the way around. We're all He's the, clear at the moment how, how to do things. So <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. The women are certainly t- t- taking a lead in East Clare, no question about it. And it's great to hear the rugby girls get the opportunity to play at, at a decent level and to get involved in the rugby. And of course, you have yeah. facilities taken to none over there at Cravens as well, which is brilliant. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Listen, Mike, as usual, your analysis and your knowledge of rugby is fantastic to have here on Sportsline. So we thank you very, very much for joining us. And I hope you really enjoyed the trip to the Viva Saturday and that. Uh, you come away with a win and uh, a nice celebration for the, the bunch of Scarif lads going as well. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. God bless. Shin Deridan Clard and Lane And that's the end of Sportsland for this week. My thanks to our guests, Patsy Fahey, Tomas Kelly and Michael Madden. Thanks, of course, to uh, Jim Collins in the Control Tower, who always, of course, uh, does the business for us to get us on, on the air. And thanks to you for listening. And uh, just also thanks to Dirk Credit Union, who are our usual sponsors. So until we, begin, until we meet again, enjoy the weekend sport. August long, the foil.